0: I know I talk to people sometimes locally here and they will you know they like investing but they won't go to Minneapolis because it's this you know this city that just hates landlords and, um, they do. <laughs> and and that's fine and that's the only place that I currently invest and and I'm doing okay you know I'm yeah I'm <laughs> I've had a, a decent experience with the city so I, I think it's a balancing act you just have to know what you're getting into and and work with this, whichever system you're getting into.
1: Hello, and welcome to Pillars of Wealth Creation, where we talk about creating financial success with a special focus on business and real estate. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. Now, let's get to it. Hey, real quick before we get started. First of all, I wanted to thank everybody for joining us on the show and for listening Uh, to all my loyal listeners. I really appreciate you uh, you know, continuing to listen and support the show. If you can go on to iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, wherever you listen and subscribe to the show, that would be fantastic. Spread the word too. I'd love to, you know, ha- have this reach more and more people. So if you could share it on social media or, or, or and just talk about it to other people, that would be fantastic. And the last thing is if you can go on to iTunes and give us a rating review, uh, hopefully five stars, that would be great as well. It just helps us spread the word more and it helps us get continue to get uh, really good guests on the show. We've had some fantastic guests and I just wanna be able to continue to bring fantastic value to you. Go onto our Facebook page too, Pillars of Wealth Facebook page. And I'd like to hear from from you as a listener of you know, what you're doing in business, what you've got going on, what you are maybe struggling with or uh being successful with and then what we can do on the show to help push you to that next level maybe uh questions we can ask our guests maybe guests that we can get on the show to talk about certain topics certain things that are really neat you're needing uh some some extra support with so provide for us some feedback on facebook Um, and you can also share this out on, on social media. That would be fantastic as well. I appreciate it. I appreciate you being a, uh, being a, either new listener or a loyal listener I definitely appreciate it. And we will get started with the show.
0: Welcome back everybody to another edition of hump day hustle, the show where we focus on business and real estate as our core pillars of wealth creation. My name is John Stiles with bridge realty and I'm excited for another great episode. So today we're going to be talking about rent control. And uh, this is a very interesting topic that, you know, everybody's kind of wondering about how far are cities and states taking this. Um, So with that, here's our host, Todd Dexheimer. Todd, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing well, John. How are you?
0: I'm doing good. We're... uh, Enjoying the warmer weather here.
1: <laughs> uh, finally, but yes, we're, we're definitely enjoying the weather. I'm going to be in my bikini tomorrow. Uh, picture that. No, but it's going to be like shorts and t shirt weather practically. 50 degrees tomorrow. It's beautiful. Yeah,
0: yep. it's wonderful. So, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Are you picturing me in a bikini? Is that what I'm, you're.
0: I'm trying not to.
1: That's uh, good. So, yeah, I wanted to talk a little bit about rent control before we get to that. John, is there anything new you want to you wanna hit on? Um, any updates on your Airbnb that we don't know about, anything like that?
0: Um, you know, our Airbnb is, is chugging along. Uh, things are picking up with it going into spring and summer. We're getting a lot more bookings. Um, so I, I feel like it's going well. Um, somewhat it's it's kind of put on autopilot you know uh we do have to respond to the booking requests and some questions but i feel like it's not that it's not that big of a deal so it's going really well
1: cool cool um well hopefully it continues to go and you know you'll be the airbnb king of the twin cities in no time
0: (laughs) we'll see i'm I'm not sure how much i'm really going to scale it up but the one unit's going well (laughs) awesome awesome
1: well uh for me it's just uh still plugging away man. I, I uh last time we talked I was still I uh, was doing the capital raise and still doing the same thing uh gearing up to be able to close on on this property. Excited for it. It's the biggest uh property that'll be in my portfolio so far and I th- I think it's a really solid value add opportunity for uh for our company and for my investors so just excited about doing that. And there's just a lot of work that goes into it. It's kind of overwhelming at times, but hey, that's what we sign up for. Uh, and it's fun too, I do enjoy it. So uh, you get a little stressed, but you go, okay, um, at the end of the day, what, what else would I be wanting to do? That, that's what I wanna be doing is buying properties and it's what I really enjoy doing. So um, it's just a whirlwind, the dust settles. It's like, oh, that's, that was a lot of fun, let's do it again. So that's what we we crazy put ourselves through.
0: Yeah. Anybody who's
1: caught the the real estate or business bug knows exactly what I'm talking about though. Because you get you know, you get these times where you're just like, Holy cow, there's a lot of work. We're really pushing and grinding and then um finally the basically the the you know it all comes to and you're just like, Oh, that was awesome, it's worth it. Let's do it again
0: yep yep it's fun to watch the process and and watch people uh, like yourself achieve what you set out to so yeah
1: yeah um well cool so i wanted to talk about the the rent control and then just landlord kind of laws i think right now landlords are being being uh looked at as uh as being kind of the bad people. And and they're maybe always looked at as being the bad people, but in in good times where rents are going up quickly, um we're really being seen as bad guys. <clears throat> there there's it's very no, well known that there's not a lot of affordable housing. There's less affordable housing than what we need. Um rents are going up and Tenants are being squeezed, and so and and there's very low vacancies in most cities around the U.S. So it's a pretty well-known fact, and I think with that, you know, people are going, oh, these greedy landlords. We need to put the screws to them, um, and and that's being seen and being talked about in a lot of different uh, cities and states around the U.S. And one of them in particular is Oregon who put together some rent control. And uh, that's got some real estate investors uh, scared. It's got some real estate investors nervous. There's been cities in the past that have done rent control, um, but this is the first statewide rent control that Oregon has. Are you nervous? Uh,
0: Well, I'm not too close to Oregon, so I'm not nervous really. Um, but, and I, and I haven't read up on Oregon, but, but what, what, what are they specifically doing that? I mean, cause rent control can mean a lot of different things. Yeah. Um, what are they specifically doing? Do you know?
1: Yeah. So Oregon has passed legislation that would basically limit rent increases to 7% annually. So it's still pretty healthy. It's not like they're saying you can only raise 1% or 2%. So it's still 7%. Um, And then there are some exclusions. I know 15 years or newer buildings are excluded. So if you're building a brand new building or if you've got a pretty new building, so A-class basically, uh, they're saying you can raise your rents as much as you want because A-class people can afford it. Um, And then I think it's like buildings under five units or maybe it's five units and below. Um, also can raise rents quite a bit. So it's they're targeting the apartment complexes. What they're doing is they're targeting the value-add investor, honestly, which is what's been happening the most, right? People are buying these 70s, 80s built properties. They're renovating them. They're raising rents. They're, the tenants are, are being displaced because they were paying, let's call it 800 bucks for rent, and now they're... They're being asked to pay twelve hundred bucks because it's this newly renovated unit, um, in you know Portland or wherever, and that and that's what's been happening and all across the country, and so that's who they're trying to protect, uh, and so think about it, it's no big deal if you own the property, right? Because the seven percent increase, if you own the property. And, and you've had it for a long time, you've already done the value add maybe, or you know, you're just trying to keep it chugging along, 7% is pretty healthy still. But let's say I buy a building. That's, this is where it's going to affect people. If I buy a building and I want to raise rents by 200 bucks a month to get it back up to market rent, I can't do that. Well, I can. It's just going to take me a long, long time because I can only raise it 7% annually. So that's where it's gonna affect. So, Here's what I think. I think it's a bad thing. Uh, I understand trying to protect people, uh, but what I think it's a bad thing is because, well, now you're not gonna have people that are gonna be able to renovate units because I'm not gonna put money into this property if I can only raise my rent 7%. It just financially makes zero sense. So you're going to have a lot of outdated housing stock as time goes. And so the older buildings are generally going to get neglected. Uh, the new buildings will be fine because 15 years or less, they can do what they want. But the old buildings are the ones that are going to be neglected. Um, therefore, those tenants that are living in the old buildings are are getting neglected. And I overall, to me, it's just not, very very sound um strategy, in my opinion.
0: Yep. You know, I read a lot about this for our local area here in Minneapolis. And it seems on the surface level that these politicians they're you know, they're well intentioned, you would think, or they try to be, and they're playing to their their base, which is as as in Minneapolis we have a population that's like over 50% are renters. And so 50% of their constituents are in the situation where they're getting pushed around. You know, if if they were in high-end houses, but now their income hasn't gone up, you know, maybe they're getting pushed down to the, you know, market rate rentals. And then people in the market rate rentals are getting pushed down to what was the low-income rentals. And then low-income rentals get pushed out to to where you know so i think they're trying to take care of the bottom um of the totem pole there you know people that are getting pushed out and and you can't really blame them i mean that's who's voting them into power Uh, and so they got to do something so but you're right um is this the thing this uh controlling um rent increases um it can have some unintended consequences so
1: yeah, and, and history uh, has shown, at least through the articles that I'm reading. By the way, um, history has shown that rent control actually causes more shortages in the the affordable housing, which then makes it harder for you know, like I said, it makes it harder for owners to make upgrades, and it actually makes it harder for these low income housing people to find housing and, and it and actually benefits higher income households because now they've got nicer nicer housing stock and um probably more affordable housing stock as well so it's it's generally hurting the people it's trying to help in the end so you know uh, and that's I could get all political on everybody. Uh, this is, if everybody, anybody's read, uh, read uh, Atlas Shrugged by Anne Rand, uh, this is exactly like something out of that book where, you know, politicians, where people try to basically control businesses and control other people. And, you know, in the end, it only hurts um, what's going on. So, Do we have to figure out what's going on with affordable housing, how we can get more affordable housing for people and good affordable housing stock for people? Absolutely. I think that's important. Luxury housing is the only thing that's being built. And for good reason, because it's too expensive to build affordable housing. You just can't make your ROI work unless you can get government funding for it. But um, by rent control, I don't think that's the right answer. Hey, we're going to take a quick break, and I want to mention a few things. First of all, I've been doing some coaching, and I want to continue to kind of expand that slowly and and take on a few clients. and And up until recently, I didn't really believe uh, in coaching and and uh, you know taking courses and stuff like that. But I recently, or I shouldn't say recently. It's been it's been a, a few years now. Hired a a coach and saw a immediate results that have been very happy with it and decided, you know, as my teaching background, I wanted to do some coaching myself and help other people get the results that I was able to achieve. And so if you're at that point where you think that's the spot for you or maybe you just want to explore if it's right for you uh, you know reach out to me I'd have a free discovery call with you we want to make sure that it is the right step for you to take there might be other things that you can do to get success uh, and coaching might not be it but let's have that discovery call to find out if that is uh, the step that you need to take so it can really make a major impact in your business and gets you to that next level Uh, The other thing is John Stiles. He's on this show every single week uh, with me on the Hump Day Hustle. And John Stiles is a real estate agent in in Minnesota, and he will help you find a good good investment property. John is very knowledgeable and can help you find an investment property. It can also help you sell your investment property. So reach out to John Stiles with Bridge Realty and uh, connect with him. He'll also, you know, consult with you and, uh, and make sure you guys are the right fit. So uh, give him a call if you're in Minnesota, reach out to him. Uh, he'd love to help as well. Back to the show. So John, what what about Minneapolis? Um, you read up more on it than I did. Uh, what are some things that Minneapolis is doing right now for, for uh, tenants?
0: Yeah. So they have recently adopted what they're calling a renter first policy. And I think it's, it's their, you know, second best option because they can't do what they really would like to do, which is, you know, full rent control. But um, you know, they've got a full publication on their website. Um, But I think it's interesting. Some of the recent things they put into place. So for some properties, they're requiring advance notice to tenants and the city before that property can be put up for sale. And so that's specifically for house properties, I believe five plus unit buildings that are already considered as affordable housing. So they're trying again to protect those lower income tenants who are likely to be displaced uh, when a new Owner comes and um, takes yeah. over, yeah. so they're they're giving advance notice, and they say um, one of the benefits that they believe is that uh, this will give the opportunity for potential buyers to come into the picture that are more likely to keep those that housing stock affordable. So whether that be a nonprofit or just somebody else who isn't looking to do a huge renovation and a huge increase in prices. So, so that's one thing they're doing. Go ahead and say what so, you think about that.
1: Yeah. So I mean, so they're trying to uh, even the playing field. So, like you said, so nonprofits, or yep. in other words, so the city can, can help control who buys the housing stock. They want yep. to make sure that uh, somebody's willing to overpay for the property to help out the tenants that are currently there, basically. Um, Which is another essentially way of forced rent control. It'll probably help the city or maybe not necessarily the city, but the, the uh, nonprofits and, and other, you know, landlords that are willing to work within their program, the opportunity to overpay for the property but yet get some government funding to keep it at the stable rents. Yeah. My guess is what'll come out soon and and who knows if this will happen, but my guess is what'll come out are some in city incentives and you can be a landlord and get on their list of approved landlords that will get funding to buy these apartments and to keep them as affordable housing. And now when this comes out, now you have no disadvantage of buying these apartments because a lot of apartments are sold off market. And I think that's the point is they know they're being sold off market. They're not being heavily publicized and nobody knows until the property actually gets sold. The other thing that'll do is if you're forced to tell the city about it, tell all the uh, tenants about it, it's going to be harder to do entity exchanges. An entity exchange makes it so the city can't really track that it was a sale or it's harder to track that the sale happened and uh and you know raise taxes so it's going to help them hopefully raise taxes as well. however, i think you'll get the you'll get kind of a a black market if if you want to call it that of uh of apartments being sold through entity exchange i mean sure. that's going to happen a lot. Because landlords don't want to be part of what the city wants them to do, and I think that's probably going to be commonplace where these sales are happening under the table. Nobody really knows about them.
0: Yeah, and I think you know the the uh, mayor Jacob Fry has announced. I don't know the exact amount, but I, I think twenty one million comes to mind as far as the budget of of putting towards this affordable housing crisis that we have here. And, um, you know, for sure, that's probably one of the ways that uh, that money is going to be used is to help out uh, new owners. um, And so that they, you know, they're going to have to sign some sort of contract that says they're going to keep the rent at X amount of whatever, you know? Um, So. So um,
1: now as a new, as a, as a landlord, as an owner of properties, do you decide hey i'll I'll partake in this or do you not and That's the real question is that if you disagree with it, well, then are you gonna take a stand for it and not take any of the government money, or are you gonna go, well, it is what it is. it's the situation we're in. I'm gonna take advantage of it and take the money and uh and comply basically mm-hmm. I think that's a big question that you gotta decide you know where do you want to go with that? And maybe you agree with it. And then if you agree with it, well, then it's just fine, right? Then you've got no moral uh, dilemma there. But if you don't, uh, you got to decide what's right. The other thing the city was trying to impose it was, uh, and it'll be interesting to see what happens with this, because the city of Minneapolis has tried to put their weight uh, against landlords already. Um, when they passed the section eight requirement where all property owners had to accept section eight. And that got, that got challenged. The city got sued and it got challenged and it actually got reversed there in the end. So we've got a pretty good, uh, some pretty good associations here. So we'll see what happens and potentially the city is going to get sued again over this.
0: Yeah. Well, and some of these things they don't affect everybody you know so if you've already got market rate properties or that's what you're trying to buy then these little stipulations and rules are not necessarily going to affect you Mm -hmm. so um i think that's to some extent how they begin the process they just you know they work with some people that are more willing to work with them so uh, Mm -hmm. one other stipulation related to that sale again related to low income housing is um there's a time frame after the sale, I think it's ninety days where you can't raise the rents yep. uh, and I think also you probably can't uh end any of the leases i, I don't know i I'm not an expert on every single point, but something along those lines, so that you know the existing tenants have the opportunity you know they're giving them ample days ample opportunity with the sixty days prior and the ninety days after to you know, find another option if that's what ends up needing to happen. So,
1: yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, again, I, I don't know. I mean, I just don't, I'm not a big fan of government imposed uh, restrictions. Some of them aren't all completely necessarily bad. Um, but I don't know. I'm just not a big fan of government imposed restrictions, government restrictions. Um To me, this is, it's all interesting. I mean, our market's always changing. There's, this is not, rent control is not new. Um, Landlords being quote unquote targeted or whatever you want to call isn't new. I'm not going to sit here and cry me a river for landlords. Um, Do I like government control? No, I don't. But do I feel sorry for us? No, I don't. (laughs) <laughs> um, so we just have to be aware as, as, uh, property owners of what laws are happening around us and what states that we're investing in and, and understand, look, if you're going to invest in a state like Minnesota, you're going to invest in a state like Oregon, you're going to invest in a state like California. Um, you're going to have to deal with a lot of potential things that are going to, you know, be negative against you because in those states they're uh imposing laws against capitalists and um and they're trying to help the um you know they're trying to help the the general person out more than the business owners so it depends on what state you're in um but Everything's different, and I think every state has has some sort of you know you still have to be very aware you know even if you're in you know the the quote unquote red states uh the Texas and the you know whatever F- Florida and, and all the other red states um you still have to be aware of potential restrictions that can happen um can happen within a city you know even like Texas, where people think Texas is a very red state well. You know, Austin, the uh, the capital is very blue state or blue city. So, I mean, you know, you're within that city and you probably have a good chance of rent control. You know, and, and so th- just because things are going well right now in your city doesn't mean they're always going to. So you just got to be aware of it. What could happen to you? Pay attention. Pay attention to the political environment that's going on, just like you should be paying attention to all the other factors, the jobs and all that kind of stuff. Uh, pay attention to the political uh, conversations that are going on and understand how they're going to affect you. And also, I would say don't overreact to it either. You know, like We've got to be common sense about it. Is it really going to destroy everything? Probably not. If you bought your property right, are you still going to be fine? Yeah. Is it something that's going to make you happy? Maybe not. But we want to be aware of what's going on. Where you really want to be aware is if you don't own the property there, you're looking into that city or state, and you got to decide is this something I want to try to deal with? Yeah.
0: Um, I know I talk to people sometimes locally here, and they will, you know, they like investing, but they won't go to Minneapolis because it's this, you know, this city that just hates landlords. And Um, they do. And and that's fine, and that's the only place that I currently invest, and in, and I'm doing okay. You know, I'm yeah, I'm <laughs> I've had a a decent experience with the city, so I, I think it's a balancing act. You just have to know what you're getting into and and work with this whichever system you're getting into. So
1: yeah, it, it, and and I own plenty of properties in Minneapolis, they, and they hate landlords. They do. They don't like landlords. They they would rather have no landlords, I think, than than you know having landlords if they could. But it's not like it's the worst thing in the world to invest there. There's still a lot of profit to be made. There's still a lot of benefits to, to be invested there. So as you said, you got to just weigh that and decide if it's right for you to invest there or not. Uh, and understand that, you know, I mean, you're going to invest in a city like Minneapolis. They're going to put the screws to you if you're not following along with what they want you to do. And, uh, and they don't like you. It is what it is.
0: Yeah. Don't, don't be a slumlord though, <laughs> you know?
1: Yeah, I, and that's the thing. Is, you know, most, you know, a city like Minneapolis that doesn't like landlords, but they're going to be a lot harder on you, especially if you're a slumlord. If you're a slumlord, they're going to make sure they destroy you. Yeah. <laughs> they do. They, I mean, every, every three to five years, we have somebody new in the paper that was destroyed by the city of Minneapolis that was a slumlord. It happens all the time. Yeah. We just had a guy, uh, that was in just a few years ago. So.
0: Yeah. Well, and you, you don't really feel bad for those guys because they should have done their business a little bit better. Right. Right. Um,
1: well, cool. Well, that's, that's all I got. I think mostly I just want wanted to talk about, uh, what's going on in, in the political environment with landlords where, you know, we just got to be aware of what's happening. I think it's, what happened in Oregon is going to happen more and more right now, unless, unless we do hit a recession and and rents do go down. I think as rents just continue to climb, this will happen more and more and and continually happen in different cities and different States and people just got to be aware of it.
0: Yep. Well, sounds good Um, to our listeners and viewers. If you uh, have some certain experience with rent control uh, we'd love to hear about it, how that affected your particular property, or maybe affected your decision to buy or sell in a specific area uh, so
1: yeah or even thoughts just on this topic in general and and what you think about it maybe you're for it maybe you're against it obviously you could probably tell by my tone i'm slightly against it but <laughs> maybe you're for it and so tell me why what's what's the idea behind it because i'm a pretty logical person and you know, I may, I may uh, disagree with you, but it doesn't mean we can't have the conversation and, and try to understand where each person's coming from. So if you have an idea of, of why you agree with this, uh, with rent control or with these, uh, you know, with the with restrictions on landlords, um, I'd love to hear from you too.
0: Yep, sounds good. So they can go to our Facebook page, Pillars of Wealth Creation, or they can go ahead and comment on the YouTube video. You can uh, give us some feedback on iTunes as well. So,
1: yeah, or maybe the city of Minneapolis mayor wants to defend himself and say that they don't hate landlords. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> probably not, though. I would like to see probably them agree with
0: amend this statement, which uh, they have in their press release about their latest renter first policy. Yeah. The, the statement by uh, Jacob Fry is that tenants often find themselves at an unfair disadvantage when they go against powerful, exploitative landlords. To level the playing field, Minneapolis is putting its weight behind protecting their livelihoods and stable housing.
1: Right.
0: So it, it does that statement doesn't really leave room for the rest of us who are being good landlords, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. They just assume that everybody's a jerk, everybody's exploiting tenants, and that's just all it is. So. And they're yep. gonna they're gonna push us around.
0: So Mayor Jacob Fry, we'd like to hear.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a good day. He can push his weight around now that he's in power. So,
0: <laughs> all right.
1: <laughs> all right. Well, I appreciate everybody listening and have a fantastic rest of the day. Make every day a Saturday. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. A couple things before we go again, go on to our Facebook page, pillars of wealth. We'd love to have you on there. Go on to iTunes, give us a rating and review and subscribe to the show. Also, um, you know, don't forget, reach out to me if you want any help with uh, potentially growing your business and reach out to John Styles to help you buy or sell real estate. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Have a fantastic the rest of the day. And as I say, make every day a Saturday.